It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of AstroCast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing. Today, the Houston Astros wrap up their 2020 regular season in Arlington against the Texas Rangers. Astros have dropped the last two to the Rangers, including a 6-1 loss yesterday. Lance McCullers for scoreless, struck out nine in his final tune-up before the postseason. And Kyle Tucker had a couple of hits, but the Rangers took their second in a row from the Astros, who go into the last game of the season with a record of 29-30. and They are going to be the number six seed in the postseason. The Rangers are 21-38 and last in the American League West. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist is proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. So basically a bullpen day for the Astros today, and the lead things off will be Chase DeYoung making his second start and third appearance for the Astros. Yeah, and it hasn't gone that well. He's given up six earned runs and three and two-thirds innings so far in two appearances for the Astros. But you know what? There's something in there. You know, I was just talking to Brent Strom about him yesterday, and we both felt like, you know, you see the slider, you see some acceleration there, you see good bite. Uh, maybe for, for maybe just a little bad luck in a couple of those outings, he, he would have come out shining pretty pretty well on those but uh something as far as his velocity he's picked up a little bit in the last year or so with some weighted ball uh programs and uh the off-speed stuff and maybe just maturing at, at the right time maybe uh he could be a piece for the astros moving forward jordan lyles on the mound for the rangers it's been a rough year for the former astro a 7.08 earn run average but he pitched well when he faced the Astros even though he got a loss back on the 17th. Yeah with Jordan Lyles it's always been about the early innings whether or not he's able to land that curveball and it's a finesse pitch and for a lot of pitchers with the finesse type of game or repertoire it's tough to get into those games early on so if he gets through the first two innings unscathed he usually picks it up and has a pretty good game but that's the problem sometimes he doesn't and he never finds it. We'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. All right, and three, two, one. Welcome back, Keys to the Game, presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, one more game before the uh, postseason starts for the Astros. A chance for the bullpen guys especially to get some work in. Uh, only a day between uh, the end of the regular season and the start of the, the postseason, the AL wildcard series on Tuesday. So a chance for some guys to get a few more at-bats and, and get a few more innings. Yeah, the Astros started this little 60-game season on July 24th. This reminds me of July 22nd. You know, the Astros were playing the exhibition games against Kansas City, and it's all about fine 
fine-tuning. You, you know, you see some of these guys in here. Why isn't Guriel getting off his feet? Because he's trying to find his swing right yeah. now. You know, there's just certain things that uh, you're looking for. So if he gets a double into the gap, you know, at some point, and you got a chance to help Guriel feel good about himself going into the playoffs, you get him out of there. So we'll see a lot of guys playing half of a game. As you mentioned, we'll see some of these relievers getting one inning of work. Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros general manager James Click, but now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. And welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined by Astros General Manager James Click as we are every Sunday, final Sunday of the regular season. And, uh, well, first of all, congratulations. You made it your first regular season as a, as a general manager, or at least almost one more game. But... Uh, you kind of get to sit back and, and, and get ready for the, the postseason, whereas there are a lot of teams that are still trying to figure out where they're going to be seated and how that's going to look. But first of all, congratulations on, on steering this team to the postseason in your first year as a general manager. Thank you. I, look, I mean, obviously, total team effort. Um, and, you know, I, I hope that I had some small part to do with it. But, um, you know, the players got us to the postseason. But uh, certainly appreciate that. Um, it uh, probably wasn't the road that we thought that um, that we were going to take, but the important thing is that you you know you get to the dance and and uh, and you start up there. But um, yeah, we had a couple flat tires, a couple missed turns. I think the check engine light was on pretty much the whole time. So um, we're uh, we're in there though. That's that's the important thing. James, you can't be lost that you guys are going to the playoffs for four years in a row now for the first time in franchise history. Did you? Did you or Dusty Baker get a chance to kind of address this team and recognize how important that is? Um, I, I think if we had won our way in, uh, I, I think we would have been a little bit more proactive about that. But, um, you know, it was so late at night on Friday when uh, when the Dodger Angel game finally ended that, um, you know, it just just wasn't quite quite the right time to call everybody and and, uh, and talk about it. So in a lot of ways, that's a good thing. It gives us a chance to just turn the page and remember that everybody's, you know, zero, zero right now and that the season's starting over. And, you know, this was this was one step uh, along the way to our goal. But um, it, it is certainly by far not the uh, the goal for the season. It's it's awesome to have gone four years in a row. But the goal for us every year is to win the World Series. Uh, Friday night uh, in that loss to the Rangers, uh, Martin Maldonado looked like he he hurt his right knee. Uh, good thing was he got up uh, at the end of that ball game. It happened on the last play of that game, and he was able to walk off under his own power. Uh, didn't play yesterday, not in the lineup today. Dusty Baker doesn't sound too concerned, but uh, is, is the hope that Maldonado will be back there for, for game one against whomever on Tuesday? Yeah, a hundred percent. He's doing great. Um, this, this was as much about the, the end of the game Friday as the fact that, you know, these, these two games don't have any impact on our playoff seating. So we're going to take some time, um, yesterday and today to get guys lined up for Tuesday, right? Right now, the priority is Tuesday. Um, you know, and so we're going to, we're going to do what we have to, but no, uh, Maldi, Maldi's doing great. Priority is Tuesday and you still don't know who you're going to be playing on Tuesday. But when you, you look at a three-game series, maybe the roster is a little bit different. How, how might that be? 
Well, you can be very aggressive, right? Because you don't, you know that you definitely will not need a fourth or fifth starter. Uh, and so in, in a lot of ways it, it creates, um, you know, so, some interesting questions about how many guys are you going to need really over two to three days? And, and they give us 28 guys. And, and when you get down to those last, you know, 27, 28 guys on the roster, uh, sometimes you have to squint a little bit to, to see how they might get in uh, to, to a two or three game series. But at the same time, we've been tested this year. Our, our depth has been tested. Our organization has been tested. You know, if, if the playoffs follow suit with the regular season, uh, you know, those guys are going to find their way into a game and they might find their way into a game in a big spot. Talking about roster decisions, specifically for this wild card series, how much of that will be dependent on, on who you play? Right now, they're basically three different scenarios or three different teams could be the ace could be the white Sox, could be the twins yeah um I, I mean the overwhelming likelihood is that we're playing oakland um because if if my math is right if if minnesota wins or oakland loses uh today then, then we're going to oakland so uh, that that's our focus right now obviously we do have to keep an eye on the white Sox and the twins um with regards to the roster Probably a little bit, but for the most part, you know, we have a team that plays very well against all variety of competition, especially on the on the offensive side. We're not a platoon heavy team. This is a, a team full of guys who go out there every day. They hit lefties, they hit righties, they hit sinker ballers, they hit rise ballers. So, um, you know, we, we, we feel pretty solid on, on that side. Might have to get a little bit creative on the pitching side when it comes to, you know, a lineup that is predominantly lefty or righty or a lineup that predominantly tries to swing for the fences versus one that maybe tries to generate runs a different way. So all of those things go into the conversation with Dusty and Joe and Strami and Josh and everybody about, about what that pitching staff is going to look like. And the offense is, is heating up to, to a degree and maybe not numbers wise. It, it's apparent, but we see the quality of at bats by a few of your, your key hitters in this lineup. That's got to be encouraging for you right now, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, of course. And, and the hope has always been that when we get into the playoffs, we're able to turn this thing on. And, and this is a, a veteran team. Like you said, we've been there four years in a row. So these guys know how to turn that switch. And, and the past, you know, I think last year, I don't know how far you guys were out uh, when you clinched, but, uh, you know, the Astros were, were in the playoffs for a long time leading up to that first series against Tampa Bay. And, and they were you know, playing some games that people would like to say are meaningless in September. And, and we know none of these games is meaningless, but, um, you know, being able to go from those kind of games into a playoff series, especially a three game series where it is going to be every inning is going to be intense. Every inning is going to be high leverage and critical. This is a group that has experience turning that switch. Once again, joined by Astros general manager, James Click, James Click before the Astros play their season finale against the Rangers and uh, got some some pretty uh, upsetting news the other day about Gary Pettis, Astros third base coach. He hasn't uh, been coaching now for the last uh, week and a half or so, uh, was getting a bunch of tests. Turns out he has uh, multiple myeloma. And obviously, whenever you, you hear about anybody having cancer, uh, you always it always kind of takes your breath away a little bit. And, you know, I think most fans see Gary Pettis as a third base coach, you know, the windmill Gary Pettis. But He's such a big part of this organization beyond that, and, and he's touched so many people in his time here. Yeah, I, I talked to Gary for a while yesterday. He filled me in on, on the, the diagnosis and the prognosis. Um, you know, the good news is that they caught it early. Um, and, and so, 
you know, they have a lot of things that they feel uh, are going to be very successful. And but um, at the same time, you know, he's got he's got a lot that he's going to go through over the next um, next time period. I, I want to respect his privacy as well. Just not sure. getting into that too much. Um, as far as as a, a human being and, and a person, I mean, I, I've only known him for a few months uh, here at the Astros. But even in that time, just getting to pick his brain about, you know, everything that's gone on from, you know, the uh, the the boycotted game. And, and he's talked about his experiences in, in America and he's talked with the players about his experiences in, in America, given who he is and, and where he grew up and, and everything else. And then, you know, him just he won't stop talking about his son and, and the 49ers and, and football. And so. Look, we, we wish him the best. Um, he's going to be a big part of this organization, uh, you know, wh whether he's physically here or not. Um, but obviously our, our thoughts and our focus right now is on getting him healthy. And he's been really important to forge those relationships. Uh, the outfield group has always been tight the last few years. Springer amongst those. Is it safe to say, you know, when all, all is said and done, the priority this offseason is to try to re-sign George? Well, we're going to have to have a lot of priorities this off season. Um, you know, we, we've we, we've um, we thought we'd have Justin Verlander next year, and we don't we don't have him. Um, you know, we have a bullpen that um, we're we're still learning, and we're going to have to probably supplement a little bit and get some veterans in there to help out. Um, but it's it's not lost on anybody who George Springer is, how talented he is, how how good he is at baseball right now. Uh, and what he's meant to this franchise. And, you know, I think we are going to put our best foot forward there. And hopefully that's something that we can line up on. But at the same time, George has, has earned the right to see what's out there for him and, and see what else is out there. And, and look, we all hope that he comes home, um, but that's going to have to be a, a conversation on both sides. You know, one of the staples of the postseason, or at least teams that are uh, in contention for a postseason spot is being able to do that advanced scouting. And I know we talked about this a little bit a few weeks ago, no in-person scouting at games this year for MLB regulations. Uh, how has that looked in terms of, especially once you kind of got it narrowed down in terms of who you might play in the wild card round, how has that looked just kind of advanced scouting, getting ready for possible opponents? Well, if it is Oakland, you know, the, the, the good and the bad of it is we've already played those guys 10 times this year. Right. And we have a, a pretty good handle on, on their strengths and weaknesses. I can't imagine that we're going to be dramatically changing our, our scouting reports on, on that team um, going into the playoffs. And, you know, I'm, I'm at least able to share some recollections from playing them on a one-game playoff last year and how we went about that game. Um, so that, that, that part of it should be fairly easy to handle. Um, trying to ramp up your information on uh, Minnesota and Chicago. Chicago, especially, it's a young team. You got a lot of guys who are coming in at their own. Um, you know, Minnesota is a team that, that has been there for, for the past couple of years and so might be able to do a little bit more lengthy video work with these Chicago kids. Some, some of these guys, you know, they're just, they're, they're growing up so fast. They're getting really good really quickly. Um, it's It makes it a little bit more challenging to get all of your data and all your video in place, but uh, this is an organization that is at the forefront of, of technology, and we feel really good about the information that we have and the information that we're able to use to put a plan of attack together. James, is it safe to say you go into a, a three-game possible series that the two starters you don't need uh, will go into the bullpen? Yeah, I, with, with our bullpen and, and kind of the injuries that they've suffered and the losses that they've suffered, one of the things that has driven our decision-making throughout the season was the knowledge that if we could get into a three-game series, 
that that basically creates two extra high leverage quality relievers. And we want to make sure that in a two or a three game series that we don't leave any powder dry. We're not going to come out of that series not having used our best guys. And so we're going to find a way to to get them in the game and, and hopefully when it counts. And it has to be huge, too, because you think about all the guys you've had to use in the bullpen this year. Uh, many of them have been starters in the minor leagues and had to adjust to being in the bullpen for the first time. And even the guys like Christian Javier, who made quite a few starts this year, still spent time in the bullpen. So that has to certainly give you at least a little bit of comfort because at least you, you know these guys have an idea of what that looks like coming out of the bullpen as opposed to it being just this huge unknown. Yeah, and we've talked about this in the past, and that was one of the conversations with Verlander when people were asking, you know, could he come back in a relief role? And the answer to that was always no, because the routine of being a reliever and the routine of being a starter are very different, and, and it, there are reasons for that, and, and they come with costs, moving guys back and forth, back and forth. And this is where our strength and conditioning and our sports medicine guys are going to shine because they can help us make sure that if these guys are getting ready in an unusual way, at least for them, that they're doing it in a way that, that adheres to best practices as far as sports science goes and, and puts them in a position to be healthy and successful. AstroCast is Last thing for me, Carbon James, Brewing, uh, I heard Roberto Ozuna is growing now. Astros. What's the prognosis of him? Well, right now he's just throwing on flat grounds kind of, you know, outside, but just seeing the arm move and seeing the baseball come out of it is obviously a positive sign. Um, you know, we've got a, a long way to go there. Um, certainly doesn't give him any chance to come back for us this season, but we're going to keep a close eye on him and hopefully he's on the road to recovery, but, um, but we'll see. But yeah, I mean, you know, throwing a baseball, that's the first step. Astros general manager, James Click, Thanks for joining us. And uh, hopefully we'll do a few more of these in October. Hopefully guys. All right. We'll be back with more of Astro launch right after this. This episode of AstroCast is brought to you by Carbon Second Brewing. to last game of the regular season. The Astros start the playoffs Tuesday. Still don't know who they're going to play. Here's the pitch. Got him. Strike three as McCullers gets his man. Nine strikeouts through four innings for McCullers, and a big one there on O'Dor. We'll go to the fifth inning in Arlington. It's the Astros nothing, Rangers nothing. Had 60 pitches. Got nine punch. So good. First two strikeouts from the, that cutter. What has what that added to your repertoire um, this last couple times you've been able to use it? More options. You know, when you're facing big league lineups, especially multiple times, um, the information that these teams have, I mean, yeah, they, they, I mean they, they know everything about you. So being able to add a wrinkle in here and there um, is uh, important. And I was working on it throughout the season and we were a little bit strategical, wanted to introduce it. Uh, I wanted to introduce it in September just to add a little wrinkle to my game. Because part of this year is building for who you want to be in the future. Because this year is so effed. So, well, happy I've been able to use it and use it effectively. How do you feel overall about the, the regular season, um, you know, coming off a, a lost year last year and just what you were able to do, you know, physically and results-wise and, and perform? I'm damn proud of myself. Um, you know, we, we can't take away games or innings, but 
you know, you want to look at the large sample size, you know, we, we subtract a, a 30 minute hump there early in early August. Um, I'm, I'm rocking a, a sub three, my last seven or eight starts, uh, I think indicate uh, the picture who I am. Uh, you know, I was 20 plus months without game activity coming from a really tough injury. Uh, so after the couple starts in, uh, they were a little bit slow, but after that third start, uh, I really kind of settled in. And I think that eight, eight start sample size is, uh, an indication of the picture I am. So I'm really proud of myself for the season. Lance, um, what is it meant to, I don't know if you've had a chance to really give this much thought, but what is it meant to be a key member of this team that is now going to the playoffs for four consecutive years for the first time in the history of the franchise? Um, had a lot of great moments in this, in this Astros hat, in my Astros uni. Uh, you know, I'm proud to be part of the group that is – Changed the way as rejuvenated fans, uh, rejuvenated the fans has been part of the group that was drafted here, uh, part of the hundred lost seasons, and came up into the big leagues and have, for the most part, pitched pitched well. You know, even though I've pitched up through a lot of injuries, have been injured, have pitched well, and have been a, a, a key member of a of a lot of great moment so uh, fourth straight year going to the postseason is no joke and uh, that's something to be proud of but we got to put it together uh, a little better in the postseason this year. What about being at the top of your game heading into the playoffs? Uh, that's always a positive. <laughs> Just gives you confidence heading into to big games. Um, you know, against good teams. So, um, uh, you know, I guess I'll pitch game three if we get there. Lance, was it important for you to get one more outing in and not have to, you know, go eight, nine days, you know, without starting before playoffs? No, I, I thought I would be somewhere closer to the six or seven day mark on the rest, but, uh, I had, we had a late minute audible. Uh, I was told last night, uh, I was going to pitch today. So, uh, you know, I, I can manage my routine when I'm pitching on normal rest or pitching on extended rest. Um, that's a benefit of me being healthy this season. I know I had the, the weird nerve thing, uh, from the, from the plane, but, uh, the benefit of being healthy is being able to dictate your in between starts work, so to speak. And, uh, I would have been fine on any amount of rest. All right. Questions for Astros manager, Dusty Baker. Dusty, how weird is this, um, you know, playing today and not knowing where you're going next? Well, you know, I've been through this before. I've been through most stuff. And, uh, you know, you got to play your game and then let their, and let the uh, baseball take care of where we're going. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't do anything about – you know, their game, you can only concentrate on your game. So I, I'd like to 
win this game to to go into the um, playoffs, you know, on a high note, and also, uh, you know, get to, uh, you know, 500 because I haven't been under 500 in a long time. You know, even though it's a abbreviated 500, it just sounds better. I mean, you know, I've always thought as a player that you round your numbers off. If you're hitting 269, you want to hit 270. If you're hitting 229, you want to hit 230. So, you know, want to round, round our numbers off. Do you leave today for your next side or do you wait till tomorrow? No, we wait till tomorrow. We leave tomorrow at noon. I mean, because, you know, we'd have to maybe turn around and air <laughs> if, uh, you know, depends on how the games go. I know we're all starting at the same time, but um, we just, I mean, we don't know where we're going. I mean, there's about six or seven different scenarios of, about possibility of where we're going. I know we're not going to Cleveland like we were going maybe yesterday. So we either be going to Oakland, uh, um, Minnesota, or Chicago. How different? Maldonado today. Uh, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him yet because I got here early. So he's been in the training room. Um, I'll check on him in a little while. Um, you know, he says he's going to be ready. Like I said, our our um, our expert trainers have been working working on him around the clock. So, uh, you know, we expect him to be all right. Is he playing today? No, no. There's no way. No. We don't want him to play today. You know, uh, we don't want to take a chance and re-injure him. We want to take as much time as we can to get this thing back. How different do your – I assume you guys have rosters planned out for all three scenarios, whether it's the A's, White Sox, or – No, no, not really. We don't have as much time to, to figure as you do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got more time than we got. You know, I mean, we got to try to figure out roster moves here. You know, like today we – you know, we sent BLAC back to the taxi squad and we called Nivaldo – so uh, in case we need some innings today. So, you know, we got we got some stuff here on hand and we don't have to submit it until uh, Tuesday, I think, at noon. And so, you know, uh, we're going to play this game and then probably get together and come up with, with uh, you know, versus wasting all the time with different scenarios. We got time to, to do that, uh, you know, tomorrow probably. Do you have a better idea of when Josh James might be able to rejoin you? Well, we're we're working on that too right now, you know. So, um, you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping we find out something this afternoon or or sometime tomorrow. Would you like to get your back end relievers, you know, into the game today, just so that they you know, aren't going three four days without pitching? Well, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind, but I, I I'm I'm kind of leave that up to Strami. You know what I mean? Whatever he thinks is uh is most appropriate because he knows that the guys in the bullpen knows their arms, uh, knows their resiliency, knows their bounce back times, you know, better than I do. So, um, you know, we'll see, you know, that's why we call up Nivaldo. So we don't have to go through our whole, you know, uh, bullpen and one guy strong at the same time. I mean, there's a, there, I mean, there's a, there's a thin line between rusting out and wearing out and, and it, and it, um, it varies per person. When, when you look at the rotation, <clears throat> excuse me, for the wild card round, how much of that is uh, matchup opponent based? Or do you already some of it? 
Do you want yeah, to know some of it? Yeah, I mean, you know, some of it is, but I mean, most of it isn't probably. You know, I mean, um, you know, most of it's kind of between two people. Who do we start here? Who do you put the bullpen? Who's the most resilient? Who has the most, uh, you know, the quickest bounce back time for the arms? Who knows how to warm up to come out of the bullpen? You know, because you don't have like long toss and, you know, 50 pitches to warm up, you know, to come in the game. So, you know, you know, all this is a factor and, you know, like who, who's had injuries, uh, you know, who, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of factors that go into it versus just, you know, who we're playing. So. Do you know how many pitchers in general you'll, you'll carry on the roster? Nope. Nope. You ask me these questions, like I said, we haven't, you know, like I've written down, you know, what I think. And then everybody else is supposed to write down what they think and then we'll confer and get together. Um, and, and come up with the number of the best team that we could come up with. All right, questions for Josh Reddick. Josh, what do you think you guys just need to do? Uh, you think you guys just need to do better between now and the, the start of the playoffs, been through this a few times? You know, what's it going to take for you guys to, just to get back to the World Series? Uh, I think timely hitting. We haven't been the best at hitting with guys on and guys in scoring position, it, it seems like. Um, you know, that, that game where we came and outbursted here in the first the first game was, you know, a really positive sign for us to feel, and we haven't been able to really duplicate that since. So it seems to be our story for the whole year. We, we bust out, and we can't really duplicate it. We go right back down the rabbit hole, it seems. And, um, but we, we just got to be better at leaving guys on base. We got to get those guys in, whether it's two outs, one out, or no outs. We have to make sure that we find ways to get those guys in, whether it be – you know, the long ball, small ball, the bunting him over and getting those kind of things. You might have to switch up our playing here a little bit once the postseason starts because that's when things really get intense and there's no time to look back and, you know, <clears throat> kind of rethink things because as soon as you look back, you're sitting at home looking back and nobody wants that. Can you guys get a second wind by the, when the regular season ends and the postseason starts? Absolutely, yeah. You know, the, the, the goal is, is getting in regardless of your record. I, I don't think record matters now. We got in, and, and that's what matters. We, we focus on that point right now and, um, you know, play this last one with a little bit of intensity and, and get a little day off tomorrow and then come back out Tuesday. Hopefully the day off can get us a little bit of reset button. But, you know, that's, that's the main goal right now is just to get in, and, and now we have to, you know, focus on whoever it may be who we're playing in that first round. But, like I said, it, it's all about getting in and anything can happen. We saw that last year firsthand. Is there an three teams you guys could play? Is there an advantage to playing a team that you've seen before, the A's that you know so well, or would you rather play a team that you haven't seen this year? Uh, and that's that can go both ways. There, I think you know the, the, the usualness of seeing the A's is, is definitely, I think, an up, upside of compared to the others, but, you know, we, look, we all can also look back and say we haven't played too well against those guys, and you look back and also say, well, we really want to get those guys because we want to kick their butts. But um, I think right now it's just the focus of point. You know, it's just about – it's like playing the World Series. You don't know and see those guys very often, if at all. So that might be a little bit of a mix-up and shake-up for us as well because you never know what guys might be thinking facing that Oakland team because they are good. And, um, like I said, at the same time, we want to go out there and, and face them as well. But, you know, that may not be the case, and we have to grind it out and, and, and get, get our butts in gear. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that uh, obviously playing a team in your division is going to give you a little, a little bit of sleight of hand. I wouldn't say advantage, but a little bit upper hand of 
you know, recognizing and knowing how certain guys say bullpen guys are going to pitch you or a closer is going to pitch you or even the close, the starters just because of the fact of seeing them before. Carlos said yesterday that there have been some chirping back and forth between dugouts occasionally this year. Has there been as much of it as you would have expected it? And do you expect that to change once the playoffs start? Um, yeah, there's, there's been a good bit. You know, I don't think it's any more than usual chirping. I think it's just a matter of everybody can hear you chirping now. Because um, there's, there's always a constant, you know, barking back and forth at people, barking at the pitcher, barking at hitters. And um, I, don't, I don't think that'll stop once playoffs roll around. You know, that's what these empty stadiums can do for you. They make you hear pretty much everything. And you got to be careful about what you say sometimes because you, you can really put yourself in a hole. But um, I think the chirping continues. And I think it makes it a little bit more fun as well because guys get into it and they hear stuff and it makes them, you know, kind of lights a fire under their, under their rear end to get them going. So I, personally, I like it. But I, don't, I thought it was going to be more this year. I, I think the no fans in the stands obviously helps excuse me, like our, our, our situation, but um, there hasn't been as much as I, I would have thought. What did you think of Georgia yesterday? <clears throat> thought they had us in the first half. They fooled us big time. <laughs> um, but I, I told the guys that I watched the whole first half for batting practice and, um, and during the game when the game got to go, and I said, guys, as soon as I go out here, I'm going to come back in here. They're going to be up 20 points. And sure enough, it went from 7 to 5 to 28 to, to 10. In, in, in no time, so I, I was I was kind of nervous in that first half, but I was happy to see him come out on top, especially those LS those LSU boys taking that that loss early. Josh, I'm just curious your thoughts on uh, the, the 60 games. Did it feel like they flew by? Did it feel like normal? Just what what was your feeling here on the last day of the regular season? Did it feel <laughs> like these 60 games flew by for you? Yeah, I feel like it went by very fast, you know, con, you know, considering what, what happened with spring training and the second spring training and summer camps, it felt like forever ago we were in spring training in February. So looking back and looking forward to uh, September 27th, it, it's really flown by considering what we've gone through and, and, the, and the stress levels. And these guys, we've handled it well, I think, and considerably what, what we have to put up with and, you know, with, with mask wearing and testing, I, I think they've done a very good job of, of keeping this thing moving along the way we needed to go. Dusty spoke yesterday about the lack of uh, family members being around this year. Do you think that will will be a change a little bit with more family members around during uh, during the playoffs, perhaps? Yeah, personally, on a personal level, it's going to suck for me because I've got two boys that are about to turn one year old October 2nd. So um, we keep going. I'm, I'm probably going to miss that, that first birthday, and that's going to be heartbreaking for me. But um, I know a lot of guys are used to having their families around and guys like, you know, myself and Lance with some newborns in, in, in tow want to have them with us. And, you know, with, with this, this quarantine, it makes it a lot more difficult to be able to hang out with your families because I know for me, it's, you know, anytime an offer happens and I can go home to those boys and, and then my wife's sitting there, it's, it's, it's irrelevant what happened at the baseball field. And that's going to be a tougher way to deal with things as well, because as soon as these games are over, it's not like I can FaceTime my boys because they're already asleep and, and talk to them. So it's definitely going to be a little bit more difficult for me to handle this year, I think, as opposed to other years. AstroCast is poured for you by Carbock Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLP, and your Astros. Brought to you by Carbock Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to AstroCast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast of the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way.